0: Hi, I'm Grace Beeson. I'm a professional relationship coach trained in authentic leadership. Each week I come to you on the Because Why Not podcast with stories from my own life of things I've experienced, things I've read, learned, anecdotes of every day, and that I hope that you will learn from or at least have a good laugh about. So, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate your support. Would love it if you'd leave a review on iTunes or Google Podcasts or anywhere that you listen regularly and subscribe. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, it's Grace. How are you doing? It is November. It is so cold in North Carolina. And I feel like the fast moving train of the holidays has left the station with me barely holding on. And I just can't believe how that happens and how we live in a culture now where it's pumpkins, palooza, pumpkin bonanza. And the minute, literally the minute Halloween ends, the wreaths are up on buildings. The Christmas music is playing. I mean, it's just like. We get whiplash from one holiday to another. And I was thinking the other day about how there are only 10 months of the year when we are not inundated with Christmas. If you think about the fact that we are inundated with Christmas starting November 1st every year, and that it lasts until January 1st when the Halloween candy is put on the shelves in the grocery store, it's two months of Christmas and Thanksgiving is sort of thrown in there as like kind of an afterthought but um it's just intense i mean the way that we are marketed to to make these holidays of such import in our lives for months leading up to them um I mean literally with the valentines candy on the shelves January 1st and with the easter candy on the shelves February 15th and with the pumpkins the poor pumpkins being kicked out into the alley um you know October 31st at 11:59 p.m. We're just always on to the next on to the next thing on to the next thing and that's funny. I didn't even intend to sit down today to talk to you about that, but it really is a significant topic when you, when you really get into it about our culture being always on to the next and being unwilling to be present in the actual moment. And um, we are just on this bullet train Always moving towards the next holiday, the next thing that is happening in our lives, rather than ever um, sort of being taught or told or suggested or um, presented with the idea of being mindful, of being present in the moment, of being where we are. Can't we just be where we are for just a minute? Let's just take this moment to be where we are. One of my favorite moments during my favorite yoga class that I've spoken about before, I believe, at Three House Yoga with Josephine in Durham, North Carolina. Um, One of my favorite moments is when several times during the class she says, Your only responsibility in this moment is to be here. Your only responsibility right now is to take your next breath. And I love it. It is the most wonderful, powerful, just impactful couple of moments of my week because it's this gentle reminder that really has such an impact on me about being where I am and that I'm only responsible for myself in that moment. I am only responsible for taking my breath in that moment and for nothing else. And so here I am today with you making a podcast and I'm only responsible in this moment for this recording and I will be as mindful and as focused as I can possibly be. And try not to get interrupted by the call from the garage door company who's coming to fix my broken garage because I will need to be responsible for that any moment. Um, you know, just real life stuff. Like, on my own with the kids this week, woke up this morning to take them to school, opened the garage door, went to go open the garage, the the door to the garage, then open the garage like I always do to get us moving into the car to go, Right garage door wouldn't open we had paid $400 last week to get a new spring put into our garage door yay um and this morning it just wouldn't open and um thankful thankfully I have this amazing friend who's my neighbor named Rachel and she's always there in a pinch um and I took her car to take the kids to school so thank you Rachel love you so much and Man, it takes good neighbors and sister wives and our village to get through the day sometimes, doesn't it? But um, the garage door will get fixed. And um, if it doesn't, I will Uber my way to the airport later to get Courtney, my friend, my bestie you know about coming in from Denver. I will Uber to you. I will Uber to you and get you. Nothing is going to come in our way. Um, But the point is that things happen all the time and everything is moving so quickly. And our consumer culture is constantly sending messages to us that we need to be on to the next. It is November 1st. So let's start thinking about how big our Turkey is going to be that we buy. Let's start decorating our mantles. Let's start making lists of toys. Let's start thinking about all the things we want and that we can buy and that we quote unquote need. And just not being in the moment, not sitting still, not being responsible for only our breath and for only this moment. Um, it just can be so debilitating, always moving so quickly. So I am working on mindfulness in my own life. I am working on meditation. I always laugh at sort of the, I don't know, is it paradox dichotomy? oxymoron of trying to meditate, trying to be mindful. I mean, aren't those opposites? It's, you know, like striving for peace. Um, but that's what I'm doing. I am making an effort to be more mindful, making an effort to meditate. And, um, what I've been taught, um, By all the many, many people I listen to on these subjects and read about and filter filter down into little droplets that I share with you, Um, what I've learned is that meditation really does take practice. Um, It's something that you need to do every day in order to be more comfortable with because creating a still, quiet mind is Not easy. And there are so many mornings when I meditate, when my brain is on, you know, it's just moving so quickly, even though I try and meditate right when I, or I, I do meditate right when I wake up because that is when my brain is the most still because the day has not yet begun. Um, but it's easy for your thoughts to run rampant and move so quickly right away. And it it does take effort to say those are thoughts and putting them to the side. I'm not giving them energy. Um, and you sort of have to bring yourself. I'm a visual learner. So for me, it's so visual. I bring myself visually back to this place that I'm envisioning, which is the absence of thoughts, the absence of anything other than creating this quiet mind um I've been doing these uh Deepak Chopra meditations that I find on YouTube um that are free and I do them every morning and they're 15 minutes and I just think he has the sweetest most soothing voice um and I just love him and so I've been doing that every morning and y'all that's my landline remember a landline? It never rings and it just rang. Um, so that'll give you a sweet little throwback hearing my landline today. Um, but I love Deepak Chopra and not just because Oprah does and because I've been, I watched him on the Oprah show starting 15 years ago, but, um, I think this man is really on to some things and I'm not the only one, but he has this sweet, soothing voice and, um, his meditations are wonderful. And, He is a beautiful, accessible, easy to listen to. He's like, that's what he is. He's like, he's like self-help, easy listening. He's like the smooth jazz of self-help. That's what he is. I don't love smooth jazz, but it is easy listening. You can just take it in. You hear what he's saying. It just settles on you gently. All this easy listening stuff that are there, it's deep stuff, but he's given it to you in a really smooth way about quieting your mind, about your thoughts becoming things. So being mindful about what it is you focus on and what it is you think about, because your thoughts literally turn into things Um. And about your ability to create your own reality, that you are a deliberate creator. About abundance being something that is around you and um, accessible to you and something that you can bring into your life because it is there for the taking. And all of these wonderful lessons that for me are really meaningful and very much in line with not just where I am in my journey and where i've how far I've come this year, but really where I want to be and where I want to go. This is the life I want to live um, in the knowingness of these um, these these lessons and they are really centuries old lessons um, that that have i think been forgotten. And um, devalued over time, especially as we moved into modern culture and society of of you know industry and earning and um, becoming people who validate ourselves by being busier and, earning more and doing more. And that's something that I've really been thinking a lot about this week is how for so many years, I really prided myself on being busy and productive and even on being exhausted. You know, I would get to the end of my day where I felt like I had been running all day, like running, running a race all day, and I would be exhausted and I would think, well, That's because I had a really busy day and good for me, you know, I did 4 million things today and that caused me to earn so much more and do so much more and that makes me better because I am, um, earning and I'm busy and I'm productive and I'm, um, all these things that our society, um. Praises, and supports and enforces coming back to this throwaway consumer culture I'm talking about that um, we need to do more and strive for more and earn more so that we can buy all the things that make us feel better and um, and then drink all the drinks and eat all the food to uh, take away all of our pain or to help us celebrate and feel good with all of the new things that we're buying and plugging into and wearing and driving because we're uncomfortable just being, just being where we are with ourselves or with anyone else. So that's deep. I know that's a lot. I just laid a lot down on there. But it's just something to think about. It's something I'm thinking about. I do not have the answers. And let me just say, I love Christmas more than the next guy. I could sit and stare at a Christmas tree under a fuzzy blanket for hours. I feel the spirit of the season. I am all about it and Thanksgiving and togetherness and gratitude and 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 pumpkin pie. Like I'm into the stuff that they are putting down and selling to me. But what I'm getting at is that where I've always been such a consumer in the sense of like drinking all the things to feel the joy and soothe the pain and the anxiety um, or to do all the celebrating or to be, you know, just whatever it is, drinking all the drinks, consuming all of the, um, things that are in the store, buying, 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 wanting more, um, all those things. I've been such a consumer. Um, this is the year where I have just without even meaning to stripped it all down. And, um, you know, I consume less in terms of alcohol. I'm not consuming any, um, I'm losing track of how long that is. Cause it's just what I'm doing right now is not consuming alcohol. I'm just living a life without it. And what's interesting is that I'm consuming less overall, I'm buying less stuff than I have ever bought, Um, spending less money than I've ever spent. And I'm just going to say it. Try not to throw up in your mouth. I feel richer than I have ever felt. I feel more abundant. I feel more peaceful. I feel happier. And while my life still does move at lightning speed, because I'm a busy mom, I have two kids, I'm starting a new business, um, I try to have time with friends and my husband and want to do those things and have friends visit and travel and all the things. My life moves really quickly, but I do take more time to be still and quiet. And I really revel or revel, as Deepak says, in that stillness. And I've never been able to do that before. Um, And it does feel really good, those moments when you kind of realize like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing anything. I'm not thinking anything. I'm not even feeling anything. I'm just quiet Um, And as I shared on my Instagram this week at Grace Beeson Coaching, doing a puzzle last weekend was one of those eye-opening moments for me where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just doing a puzzle and it feels so good. It's so quiet. It's so still. I'm literally just putting one piece together with the next piece and that's all I have to do in this moment and it feels so attainable, achievable, gratifying, and just nice. It just feels nice. So maybe you can try out some meditations, even five minutes every day. Um, Deepak has a really simple three minute one um, that my friend Sam turned me on to and um, try a puzzle um, if you're not into yoga, I totally get it. But even five minutes in the car, being quiet um, at a stoplight doesn't count because that's too quick. So maybe park in your driveway for five minutes and take some breaths. Um, but being still and quiet, especially during this season of overconsumption on every level, um, it's important to kind of check in with yourself. And so that leads me to another thing I wanted to talk about with you today in this cornucopia of things on my mind. My second grader brought the term cornucopia to the forefront this week as we were discussing Thanksgiving and the actual story behind Thanksgiving. And so um, he was thinking about all these words related to Thanksgiving as they do at their school with their project based learning Um, Pick a subject and then think about all the words associated with it um, in different categories. And cornucopia was one he used, which I just thought was so cute and so seasonally appropriate. Um, And then my kindergartner was like, what's a cornucopia? It was funny describing that, but I have a cornucopia of things I am just laying on the table here for you today. And so on the subject of taking time for yourself... Uh, let's talk about mom guilt for a little minute. So I have this great friend from growing up in Denver, whose name is Vandy, and she lives in Greenville, South Carolina. And she has a great friend whose name is Casey Eichelberg, and she is an OBGYN in Greenville, South Carolina. And Vandy shared this Instagram post with me that Casey made about mom guilt and how much she hates the term mom guilt and wishes that everyone would just stop using it and that it's so pervasive in our culture, not just the way it's referenced, but the way we all use it like, oh, I'm going out to dinner tonight. I have mom guilt about leaving my kids or, you know, it's Sunday morning and my kids are home from school and I'm going to go to a yoga class. I have such mom guilt. What is that? What is that mom guilt? as Casey was saying, is it guilt over having a career and earning money to provide for our families? Is it, is it guilt over taking time to yourself for a yoga class to stop yourself from going insane? As I do, um, you know, is it guilt over taking a weekend with friends you see once a year? What why do we call it guilt and why don't we talk about it as self-care self-love time for ourselves that we deserve that we've earned even if we haven't earned it we deserve it because why because it makes us feel good it brings us joy It allows us to connect with ourselves and our inner being or to connect with people that we love or just to go to a job, to earn money, to take care of our families. Why do we feel guilty about that? Moms are some of the only people, I think, who place such guilt on their actions. I won't speak to... Catholicism which I know uses a lot of guilt and um, Judaism and all these religions where there's sort of this um, I don't know how do I say this that's just something that's talked about a lot right in comedy or in in culture um, about the Catholic guilt or the Jewish mom guilt Um, and so I do think that guilt is more pervasive in certain cultures and certain religions but No one more than with moms, I don't think. The guilt of doing something for yourself rather than just for other people. Think about that. We don't need to feel guilty for living our lives and doing what we do, whether it's working, whether it's having fun, whether it's sitting in a dark room alone And ignoring everyone because it feels good. Whatever it is. We need to relinquish this guilt. Let's work on relinquishing this guilt. And we can start by not using the term mom guilt. And I'm going to give you a real life example. And of course, everything happens, you know, in the right time. The way that someone will bring something to you you know, to your attention. And then it happens in your real life. Um, Vandy sent me this, this, um, Instagram post about mom guilt. And then the very next morning as I was feeding my beautiful children, their breakfast, as I do every morning, I was saying auntie Corky flies in on Thursday and we are going to the mountains this weekend with, um, high school friends. And immediately the reaction was what? No, why? Why? Why are you leaving? What do you mean you're leaving? You don't get to leave. And I said, what do you mean I don't get to leave? Daddy goes away with his friends. Why is that different? You know what they said to me? They looked me dead in the eye and they said, daddy gets to go do that with his friends. You don't get to do that. Why don't I get to do that? I asked. They said, because you're the mom and you need to be here and take care of your children. That's what they said. This is what my two boys I'm raising said to me, people. They said that to me and they meant it. I think they meant it. And believe me, I'm raising boys to be very aware of the power of women, the importance of women. I have shared many, many things about how Through time, women have only recently begun to get their due and be recognized for the powerful creatures that they are. And that is, I've taught my boys that it is their duty in life to treat all people equally, but to really acknowledge and be aware of and support the fact that women can do anything. Um... I mean, just the other day, I'm going to tell you this other side hilarious story. Just the other day, we were downtown at the playground at the farmer's market, and there's this red cardinal sculpture and this yellow turtle sculpture, okay? So, on the side of the turtle was black graffiti that said, public sex, in big black letters, with a big black painting of spray paint of boobs. Big boobs with the words, public sex hilarious. Well, of course this brought up some questions and I was like, Oh God, where are we going with this? How am I going to handle this one? So they're like, what does that mean? You know, fans just learning to read. So he, he was asking what do the words say. And he said, those look like boobs. And then court was like public sex. What does that mean? Okay. So in my coach mind, I'm like, reframe, reframe, reframe. So, I said, well, you know, public means out in the open and sex is another word for gender because guys, I'm just, I'm not getting into the birds and bees here at the park. Like we're just trying to play for a minute and I've sort of gotten into the birds and the bees and I'm really technical about it, but I'm just not trying to do this in this moment. Of course, it happened in the car ride home that they started getting into all their questioning about the birds and the bees, but I'm not going to do that today. I'll share that with you another time. Let's just put a pin in that conversation about the egg and the sperm and the ovaries and how does it get into mommy's belly. Like, oh dear. But in that moment at the park, I said, you know, sex is another word for gender, um, which we can think of just for this example as male and female. So if public means out in the open and sex is another word for gender and there's a painting of boobs, um, maybe it's about, um, a woman setting herself free. How do you like that reframe? I felt really proud of myself. And you know what court said? My little evolved, almost eight year old. He said, yeah, maybe she's fighting for her justice which is just amazing. Can we just acknowledge that? That's just amazing. Oh, my God. Um, so I'm raising what I, who I think to be some really evolved little boy creatures who are very textbook boyish and, um, you know, teaching them all about the, this woman in their life in the house who's very powerful and all that I can be. Um, and just to acknowledge that about girls and women in their life. In their lives. And then here they're saying to me. But as it relates to you. As our mom. No. You're a mom. You need to be here with us. You're not going anywhere. And in that moment I had a choice. I could have felt extremely guilty. Leaning into the mom guilt. I'm not allowed to have time for myself. I'm not allowed to give myself that space. Or I'm not allowed to do it without feeling guilty without feeling terrible, without feeling like I should be home, being a mom, being with my kids, despite the fact, by the way, that they have an incredibly devoted and present involved father who is willingly going to be available and around all weekend so that I can go away with my friends and they have the time of their life with their dad. Most of the time, unless they're doing terrible listening, which is reasonable to get upset about that. Um, But I made the choice to remember these words that Vandy had shared with me from her friend. And I thought, no, no, I'm not giving in to mom guilt. I am not doing it. Because you know what? Here's here's the fact. I don't feel guilty. I am not in a place in my life where I believe that that is something to feel guilty about. It is self care. It is self love. It is time. I am carving out for myself with dear friends that I deserve, that my friends deserve, that we are creating time for. That, you know, one friend is leaving her family, her law business. One is leaving her three children, who she is a single mom of, um, and her career. One is leaving her two children and her career. They're all flying across the country. I'm leaving my career, my children. Like we all are making sacrifices. It's not easy to carve out time for yourself. Yes, it's a fun weekend of laughter and friendship and time together. But it's not easy to make that happen. It is a choice. And we have to make plans and put plans into place so that we can take that time for ourselves. We have to make sure people are being driven to and from their sports and activities and their school. We have to be sure that our animals are being fed. We have to be sure that our clients are aware that we're out of the office on Friday um, and make other arrangements or lose money because we're taking a day off, whatever it is we have to make plans. It takes effort. And are we going to feel guilty about taking time for ourselves for two days to be together and have fun? No, no, thank you. No mom guilt. Whew, just got a little uppity about that. But let's just let it go, guys. Let's 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 change the terminology. Let's change the vernacular. Let's release that. And um, let's Call it mom care, self-care, woman care. If you don't have children, it is taking care of yourself, carving out time in this life to give yourself breathing room and space alone or with other people you love to fill up your bucket because it makes you a better human being. It allows you to enjoy your life more and guess what? Your happiness trickles down. Uh, to everyone around you. So thank you for that. Um, Sharing that with me this week and so powerfully sharing that message and I am just passing it on to you all, passing it on. So I think the final thing in my cornucopia of um, things I want to share today is this fantastic quote I read this morning when I was um, scrolling through my coaching Instagram, which is all filled with positive messaging and stuff. I only want to see, um, unlike some other social media. So it's just filled to the brim with stuff. I actually do want to see and read. I highly recommend you create an Instagram account just for that. If you don't already, um, curate your Instagram account to bring you only joy, Um, But I saw this quote that says, you know who's going to give you everything you want? Yourself. You know who's going to give you everything you want? Yourself. Did you hear that? We are trained to believe that other people bring us joy. And they do. But they're not responsible for that. We are trained and taught and almost brainwashed by the culture I'm talking about that we see on TV and in social media and on the radio. We hear Um, this culture of consuming, that we are to consume all the things in order to get what we want in life and out of life and to feel joy. And to ease pain and to feel fulfilled and complete and to thrive. And I really know it's it's challenging to embrace this thought and to even wrap your head around it slightly. And it does take work to get there. And And I always say I'm a work in progress. I'm much farther along with a lot of this than I was a year ago. But I am absolutely a work in progress. And I always will be. Um, And I want to just share that, that there's no coach out there worth her salt or worth his salt who is not a work in progress and who doesn't also have a coach. Because we can always evolve and work through things. But what I want to say is that I know it's hard to wrap your head around this idea that you have what it takes to live the life you want. And that you are going to give yourself everything in life that you need. But guess what? It's true. It's true. It's true. It's all inside of you. You have what it takes. You're not going to get it from other people. Um, you're not going to get it from things. You're not going to get it from food. You're not going to get it from alcohol. You're going to have. A lot of fun driving that beautiful car, but it's not going to fulfill your life and your soul, at least long-term. You have it in you. You are going to give it to yourself. Your job is to find it, nurture it, and feed it to yourself over and over and over again. And the way to do that is to carve out time for yourself, whatever that means, and to not feel guilty about that. Release, relinquish the guilt. Give yourself what you need. Feed yourself first. Put on your oxygen mask first. It's counterintuitive, but it is vital. So I'm going to leave you with that today, my friends. I'm going to fold a pile of laundry, make some lunch, do a coaching session, have my little afternoon tea, go get my bestie at the airport, and be so grateful for for every single moment I have with her and our other friends and not feel guilty about it. I'm going to revel in it. So I love you all. Thank you for your continued listening and support. Please leave me a review, share the podcast, and take some time for yourself, even if it's 10 minutes. Stay warm, stay cozy, and think about ways to get the most out of this crazy couple weeks leading up to Thanksgiving and through Thanksgiving without it sucking the life out of you. Maybe we'll talk more about that as we go along this month. Okay. Bye-bye.